Hello, and welcome to Material, the show that doesn't have the same beginning every single week. I am Florence Ion, one half of your host of the Material Podcast. This is episode number 174, and I am joined today by the lovely and uh, cannot be replaced, Andy Anako. <laughs> Tell me again Sorry, Andy, how that's lovely what I, thought I about. am. <laughs> <laughs> cannot be replaced, yes. Hi, Andy. Hello, flu. Yeah, we see. See, this, that's how that's that's how you know that each one of these is being handcrafted using old world artist artisanal podcasting techniques because mm-hmm. we keep trying to do something clever every time for the intro, but always yeah failing. Yeah. Well, you know what though we have going for us is we have an intro theme at least. You know, some people don't have that theme to like lead them in. So. Yeah, so thank pr- you to our pr- theme maker. Pretty soon, if if like our uh, ad and member revenue keeps going on, we might even like uh, uh, intro with a cutscene. Now we're going to have like where you can press a button to get like past that on the controller, but you really want to hear see the like me like with my with my backpack with the big like clan flag waving in the background, slowly but purposefully marching, you know, sort of wandering over a hillside, swept with swept with lilac pausing to lift the lift my lift my my scarf from my face and you're like oh my goodness that's not a lady at all that's a guy so we thought that the warrior person would be a, would be a woman i'm taking a sip from my flask and then after wiping my mouth lift my flute to and then then play this this beautiful but haunting melody that entered that that and that says that this warrior yes he is fearsome but he has interesting intellectual and emotional depth to him that we're probably going to find out in the manner and the style in which he basically goes all stabby against random non-playing characters wow wow uh oh that's right we were talking about games before this Yes, and I've we now, were. now that I have my game com- controller, I have been stabbing a lot of people in uh, in Assassin's Creed uh, during in uh, in Project Stream. Are you are you finding it? Are you finding it enjoyable? Like the game? Uh, I'm I'm not really so much of a run through a group of people and stab lots of people sort of game person, but I'm uh, not being someone who uh, who doesn't really play a lot of games. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying the novelty of it. Uh, I still think that I, I I'm still looking forward to buying Cuphead at some point uh, once I figure out how to get Cuphead running on some of my. I, I really just you know, I really just want to know what Google is going to do with this information. <laughs> like, cool, all right, you're running a game <laughs> through a browser. Okay, what now? <laughs> like, all yeah. right, I get it. You could do it. Um. Come back to me with some more stuff when you have some more stuff because I'm <laughs> yeah. not really feeling this title and I I kind of want to indulge in it but I I don't really want to play whatever this is that you gave me to play because I feel like that's not me and I don't want to have my first time be that experience. <laughs> no, I I, I get you and I I I get what app what what uh, Google has been saying that they that they chose this game to show to basically so that they're not oh look we've got we've got Tetris going streaming you're like oh well boy wow so it runs runs almost as well as my Commodore sixty four what an ambitious uh, first test you've done so I, I get that they they wanted something that was going to be as taxing as possible but yeah hopefully if they do get through with their goal of turning the Chrome browser on any computer into a game platform. You will be able to get, <laughs> you will be able to get the more contemplative 
games and more because <laughs> yeah again i the, uh, i don't the one of the reasons why i have not ever gotten into console games is that when i'm playing a game or when i'm not working and writing i really want to relax and wind down and like turn down the stress levels and if i'm <laughs> even if i'm just like sort of like all on edge because i don't know if i've read the green correctly on on sinking this putt that's not relaxing it's not as relaxing as reading a good book while listening to music while lying in my uh, dangerously comfy now uh, bed that has been outfitted with the cozy uh, flannel sheets and the comforter and the I should probably stop talking because the, the bed is actually one room away right now and I could be in there right now. Absolutely. You know, Andy, people actually do stream Tetris, by the way, and there's a <laughs> lot of people on Twitch. So remember that now in culture, streaming is very much, very much in vogue, as they say. Um, you know what else is in vogue is the Pixel 3 and the Google Home Hub because they started arriving to people's door. Well, actually, the Pixel 3 started arriving to people's doorsteps last week. And the Google Home Hub, uh, I got to yes. get a look at it for one of my clients. So so when you say it's they're in vogue, you're using vogue as a macro for Casa de Ion. They are, in fact, uh, in Casa de Ion, or? Yes. Got it. Yes. I really just meant that they were, like, in style, <laughs> you know, just trying to be all fancy. It's like in seventh grade when I used Posh Spice's name, I found out that Posh was, like, a British slang term, and I was using it in, like, my seventh grade essays to be like, look how educated I am, Posh. <laughs> okay, anyway, thank you for that, Spice Girls. Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so I do I have been living with the Google Home Hub for a couple of days. It is, as people have said in their various reviews on the Internet, one of the best digital picture frames out there. It's my husband is absolutely loved. He came to me over the weekend and he was like, hey, does that thing just show pictures of Gabby? It's like our cat. And I'm like, yeah, I said it so that it's just Gabby all the time. And he's like. I love that. And, you know, and then you look over and she's there laying on the floor anyway. But it doesn't matter because we get to just look at Gabby all the time. So it's pretty <laughs> great. Uh, the live live albums ability is what makes all that easy. So you just tell Google Photos who to look for. Cats, dogs, people's faces. It'll look for those people and those faces and make an album of it. However... Caution, cautionary word to those who may have some family grudges. Uh, when you let the AI do this for you, it will not single out photos that like, uh, yeah, it will not single out photos that uh, do not have other people. So you won't just have photos of like you and the person, you know, the AI is not like, oh, you want pictures with you and this person. It will find every photo that has you and that person in it, even if that photo has other things going on in it, which can be a little much sometimes when like a photo comes up and you're like, ouch, like, not really, wasn't really feeling like seeing that person. And so for it to be safe for all of us, maybe this is just me because I'm... <laughs> Maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I definitely have only certain people's photos in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible admitting this out loud. 
So it's nice, at least the AI can ensure that I only see certain faces, most of certain faces. But to be safe, I stuck with the pet's face because the pet is definitely the thing that I can look at all the time and not feel any anything except happiness and love. <laughs> you know, that that is an interesting aspect of all of this, that if we keep saying that Google exists, Google at its best exists at the exact intersection between cool and creepy. And yeah. if, they, if they had a new Google Photos feature that allowed you to somehow train uh, Google Photos on how you react to certain of your own photos. Yes. It's a, okay, oh, oh, so you said that you're kind, you're, you're kind of squicked out by this one. Could you click on whatever it is that's squicking you out? Like, who, okay, who you, is you, it that hurt you? Exactly. Who is it that hurt you? <laughs> this person hurt me. Never show them to me again. But I still have to take pictures with them because it's like one of those families where you have to like stand next to your mortal enemy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You laugh because you know what exactly no, what I'm no, talking exactly. about. No, no, exactly. I've got. I, I I know exactly which faces I would be clicking on. You relate to me right on. now. <laughs> I think. I think. This never the, changes. If I were the product manager, one of the big features would be like, <laughs> like before knowing knowing like what phones have been like in the same room as like other phones, and using that data to say, so long as Andy has not been in the same room with. Cousin Guillermo, within the last month, that's fine. Show pictures of Cousin Guillermo. Right. But if it looks as though he was like at a cookout or at some sort of family thing with Cousin Guillermo, you can just back burner that dude for, I don't know, six weeks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it It's... <sighs> It's fun. Check it's his purchasing history. Has he has he been searching for higher higher grades or higher volumes of whiskey since the day he was in that room with cousin Guillermo? <laughs> uh, my poison would be gin. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> the Google Home Hub is it worth 150 bucks? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out right now myself. Honestly, it was literally what I was trying to write before we started recording. Doesn't sound like a lot of money. Like, uh, how does how's the speaker sound? Because the regular the the regular Google Home is still one twenty nine. I want to say or one nineteen. So uh, a lot of people did not like the speakers. They felt that it sounded uh, tinny and just not as like bassy and full-bodied is maybe the Google Home speaker sounds in comparison. But I think it sounds just like the Google Home speaker. Okay. Like, I don't really see a difference. It sounds way better than the Google Home Mini, I'll tell you that. <laughs> in fact, um, this is probably going to replace the Google Home Mini in my bedroom. Uh, and that ambient display doesn't get at all on anybody's nerves. It stays <laughs> off at night. Um yeah. It's pretty dark and it kind of dims nicely depending on where the sun is at in the room. And so it's just kind of nice to see like these little touches. But I think I think the whole like I'm I'm still trying to figure out all the like photocentric features that it has going on and like what else is gonna come to it besides here is a slideshow. <laughs> you know? So yeah. whether it's worth one hundred fifty dollars, I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm still waffling on yeah. that. I don't see. I'm 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 thinking about it. There's the uh, um, 
if it's not, it, it seems like it's not a whole lot of how lot. If it sounds as good as the regular uh, Google Home, it doesn't seem like a whole lot more money to spend to also get a screen. That's what I'm thinking. And so, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I am probably going to be buying one. I'm probably going to be buying one for uh, another one, for another Google Home with a decent speaker for the house. Like uh, if there are any sort of a good deal on Black Friday this year. Um, but uh, but and, it does video too. I mean, you could stream to it from right. third-party streaming services, which adds to its value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there, I kind of like the fact that I, in addition to doing the usual, uh, what's the weather going to be? So to, mm-hmm. do I have an excuse for not walking a mile to this place, or can I just call an Uber for one mile? That's fine. It, it's gonna oh, you it's gonna can, rain. You can I do that be, with the yeah, Google exactly. Home actually. It's, no, it's it's but it's good to have that screen that will show you it will give you like the verbal answer, but also show you what what to expect for the rest of the day for again for lollygagging purposes. Um, but it's, it's very much a personal screen. Yes, in that sense, I think. But it, the it, the other the other cool thing though, especially for like bedroom use, is that it doesn't have a camera, so you don't even you can you don't necessarily have to worry about putting a piece of tape over a certain hole in the bezel. Eh, I still I still face it out like yeah. I, I it's not facing <laughs> it's not facing the bed area it is <laughs> actually by my uh it's by my makeup station so that when I'm getting ready you know usually I like to like watch tv or like listen to whatever in the background while I'm getting ready and um because I like primping it's it's fun and so I put it there and it fits nicely in with everything else I got like I get the time every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I know exactly. Now, uh, you, you, mean, you mean the time of day. It's not like running a stopwatch to say, ooh, you finished you finish 12 seconds earlier than this No, year. it's a just new I don't. November record. I never replace the batteries on the wall clock in my bedroom, which is really there just for like art, quote unquote, or whatever, <laughs> to add decoration. And so now I know like what time it is. And yes, when I'm getting ready to like leave the house, I got to I gotta know like down to the minute how much time I have left to, you know, to primp. <laughs> nope. Nope. These are all things that I think about uh, <laughs> when I bring these things into my home. So there is the Google Home Hub. Uh, I also got the Pixel 3 last week. It finally arrived. I did not get the case that I ordered for it. That is apparently very delayed, which I'm kind of bummed <laughs> about. I'm like carefully using the phone right now, trying not to have it fall into anything or whatever it's bigger size is a lot more to handle it's slightly bigger but it's like bigger enough that i have more of a grip on it and i'm already not feeling like it's slipping out of my hands the way the pixel 2 was all the time like i'm having a hard time offloading the pixel 2 on anyone because it's all banged up (laughs) and i you know yeah i should have put on a case yeah 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 don't want to hear it uh (laughs) whatever (laughs) these things are supposed to be used without a case okay they design them this way. Just kidding. Um, the Pixel 3, though, I have to say, it feels... There's a hollowness to it that didn't really exist with some of the other Pixel devices. There was only two mm. generations. With the last two generations of Pixel devices. And um, I have to say, like, the the sound thing that everyone is kind of up in arms over like the fact that uh the very bassy, back, very rumbly yeah yeah it's when it wherever there's bass it like vibrates ever so slightly and there is even uh like a tweet from russell holly who that showed um rice like moving on it as it was playing <laughs> music out loud ever so slightly moving 
And I thought that was actually really clever because it, it does show like how subtle the movement is. But I have to say that it doesn't bother me so much. And I actually appreciate the slightly more bassiness of the sound coming from this because the Pixel 2 sounded, you know, I'm sometimes I don't cast because it's like you're moving around the house. So I'll put like the phone in my pocket so I can hear it. Or when I'm hiking, I sometimes don't like to have headphones in because if I'm alone, I want to be able to hear what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. But I still want to have some music to pay attention to because it helps me, you know, get into the flow of being in the nature, of being in nature and hiking. Um, And so you need a soundtrack for nature. Exactly. And so I need, um, I need something that has a little bit of oomph to it. And so I kind of appreciate, I, I wear it in this like very skinny little like body zipper pack and just kind of crank it up loud and that's how I can hear it. And it works great. And this one is definitely a little bit louder, but yeah, it does do that vibrating thing that everybody is complaining about. Mm. But besides that, okay. I mean, I got it in the not pink. <laughs> so, and as you could see, I don't know if you could see this through my camera. I'm showing Andy right now yeah. through the Skype preview is uh, the button on the side is like this coral orange neon pink mixture. And it's just super cool. I'm really into the design of the phone. I think uh, it feels really refined. And I did say yesterday on All About Android that it felt like an LG phone, but I also felt while I was holding it that it felt like a Samsung phone, just like in terms of how premium it feels with all like the curvature and you know like the rounded corners and then it has like the glass back which feels very s90 you know (laughs) yep um so you know it's it's good on good on them they made a good phone uh but you can still get the pixel 2 and just get the same like the camera i'm not really super noticing the difference yet Mm, you're, you're not trying to make it hurt yet not yet. I haven't uh, gone that far. I haven't really had time because I've been focused on the home hub and kind of figuring that out and what its deal is. And plus with phones, I think it takes a little bit longer to kind of see like how the camera is going to act in different situations because you have to live with it. And right. like I've been working a lot. I'm not really <laughs> – I'm sorry. I don't want to just take pictures of random things to test the photos because that's not going to test it for me the way that I want it. I need to like, I need to go to the marina and watch the sunset sometime this week, or I need to go on a hike, or I need to go to the bar and <laughs> catch up with my friends who I never see and see what our selfies look like. Yeah, so that's gonna come. You, you think that one of the reasons, you think that all these phone makers, they tend to spread out their phone releases, not to avoid like uh, bumping into each other on the news cycle, but just realizing that, you know, this is probably the a new phone is the only really good excuse that all these super overworked journalists have to go for a hike and go to the marina to test the phone and go to the bar with their friends to test out the low light. If we do it all at once, they're going to only have three days of freedom from the from that that digital tether. Why don't we just we're just concerned about them? It's just some of them are doing video podcasts now. We can see they their faces look so wan and pale. I don't actually go out that much. Um, I'm very much leaned into the fact that I am a homebody in my adult age. And uh, I'm proud of that fact, by the way, that I <laughs> that I finally accepted it, that, that this is who I am. I understand and, that the but, Apple Watch now has one of the activities that it now senses and automatically tracks is that it looks like you are 
puttering. Would you like us to track this activity and your calories? That's why I went for the upgrade myself. I, I get I get most of my calories by puttering around the home and office. Yeah, or cleaning in my case. Sometimes <laughs> I'll just be like, I really feel like I need to just scrub down these cabinets. Uh, <laughs> this is real life with Andy and Flo. I mean, really, it is real life. And But I only go out like once or twice a week. And so when I do go out, this darn phone better work the way that I need it to. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Uh, I will say, though, it's nice to have a brand new phone with brand new battery life. Because the last phone was like, I... I did not factory reset it or anything like that since I had taken it out of the box. And by the end of the year of my using it, it was like, it was mm. barely hanging on, which is really frustrating. Like, why are these things like a PC? Like, do you, do I need to start defragging? Like, come on. <laughs> Rebuild the desktop. I mean, that's essentially what you have to do to make these things not have all these processes run in the background that are just Things you can't yeah. immediate, you won't immediately see. It's very frustrating. You know, you're, you're reminding me that I have, I have never factory reset my Pixel One since I got it about a year and a half ago, and that's probably like just every year. That's probably just good, good basic hygiene, not only to get rid of any background stuff that you don't know is running, but also just to, uh, just to the 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 idea of only. I love every time I get a brand new Mac. That uh, the idea that it I start I I start off with zero apps and for over the next three weeks it will have all the apps that I actually use because oh gee I really need B oh I need BB Edit oh that's right I haven't installed it yet so you install BB Edit and oh that's right I want to install the Tor browser for this because I'm 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 doing a, a web search somewhere in Russia okay so I'll do it. and then you realize that wow I didn't go for an upgrade in this in storage but somehow I've got an extra 180 gigabytes free. Well, that's because you were not installed all the stuff that you installed just to use for a week and then never removed. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm just a constant. I use files to go all the time. So it's always telling me to delete stuff. And I'm pretty good about just tapping, just going in there and tapping and yeah. deleting things. And I back everything up twice over to Dropbox and Google Photos. So I get them out of there as soon as I'm done with them. Uh, the problem is the, it is the uninstalling and the reinstalling of apps because I'm one of those people who are like, I'm not flying that airline for like six months, so I don't need this app. Boom. But then, you know, it's time to go back to it. So let's download it and log in. I can be like that person who uses their phone everywhere. Oh, yes. oh, a, a, a modern human you're referring to there. I did go to the grocery store today without my wallet, but I do this often. I, and I feel super cool, by the way, because yeah. I'm just in there with my headphones. By the way, Pixel Buds, don't stay in my ear. Hmm. Nope. Have, have your ears changed since the more than the Pixel Buds have changed? or I have n actually never worn the Pixel Buds, so oh. I'm not sure how the originals would have fit. But well, based blows. on the construction of them, I don't do very well with those particular buds. I do better with the hook buds the things that kind of right. hook into your ear because of the way I guess my ear is shaped. And so these things are really frustrating today because I'm like trying to listen to my podcast, which someone is doing now to us, which is so awesome and meta. Um, I was trying to do that. And, you know, when you're at the grocery store, you want to just tune everybody out because, again, introvert, but yeah. <laughs> they keep falling out of my ears. Yeah. And the, the thing is, even with the ones that uh, that fit well, 
like it's uh, they they fit well and you put them in, but the minute by minute, like you didn't notice them at first, but as time goes by, as you get through the podcast, you start to sort of feel them there, and then that feeling gets a little bit more to the front of your brain, minute by minute, as the podcaster keeps talking, and then it feels like you've got this big piece of cork stuffed in your ear and you're not done with the podcast yet i mean they're not even at the first uh, the first ad yet uh, and now all you can think about is this thing that's stuck inside your ear and you've got to get i'm sorry see it's halloween week uh, listeners and i thought that i'd give you a little piece of audio horror as all <laughs> i knew as, what as you half were doing. You are scrabbling to get these things out of your ears right? i knew what you were doing well i don't have a pixel three um, but I I do have a reaction to uh, the Pixel Three that I didn't anticipate. That uh, so Google just dropped a new ad uh, that on paper seemed wonderful, and I have no real objection to it. But uh, it's a beautifully done Pixel Three ad uh, that uses an actual actual audio of Mister Rogers. Like talking about you know the power to wonder. It's okay to wonder. It's okay to think. It's okay. And then he sings a little song about how wonderful it is to think and investigate oh and to learn. Uh, and this is all laid over a video of people using their Pixel 3 and kids using it and using the Google Lens feature to find out what kind of bug am I looking at right here. Uh, and it's beautiful. It was, I was, it was just a little bit off-putting to me in a way I... I admit I don't understand, and it's it's the idea of Mister Rogers, whose uh, uh, whose uh, estimation in my mind has only gone up and up and up since the <laughs> since the time of his passing, and as we continue to learn that. No, he really was just as beautiful a human being <laughs> as as close Thank to God. as close to a saint. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. It's yes. it's like this. <laughs> there is because usually at some at a certain amount of time we stop like we stop eulogizing the recently deceased and we start talking in the framework of history where it's it's completely appropriate to say. But let's not let's make sure that when we talk about Richard Feynman, we're not talking about we we don't want to uh, we don't want to turn him into some sort of a god. He had his failings just like any other person and. You don't want to find out. You don't want to find out that he, you know, killed uh, killed somebody. But you know, it's okay to find out that he was mean to some people, or that you know, there's a there's some have bad days. Exactly. But with Mister Rogers, it's like you know, it was it was it was his shocking behavior. As I found out that working from day to day to day, there was that day it really really hit me that he was even nicer than I could even imagine, and that it's like, oh no. He really was a human, and so when you when you hear like the the uh, almost the voice of almost the saintly thing, the saintly voice that you associate with today is stressing me out too much. Or today, I don't think that if I were to if I were to grade my own performance as a human being, I don't think I would I would give myself a passing grade for the day, but maybe it would be a C minus. I will t- I will actually flip on an episode of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and just go to go to the land of make believe uh <laughs> find watch watch on picture picture how a trumpet is made listen to him sing about how it's o- sometimes it's okay to be so mad that you can you feel like you could bite but we need to understand our feelings we need to understand that uh, we need to understand that feelings are okay it's okay to we shouldn't be scared of our own feelings but we should still be thoughtful of other people and knowing that every time he fed the fish he would say feed the fish 
because once he got a letter from uh, a from a uh, little girl who was one of his uh, who would uh, tune in every day, but she was blind and she would worry that she, that the fish aren't being fed. So every time he ever ever since then, every time he fed the fish, he'd say, "I'm feeding the fish," so that the blind anyone who is vision impaired would know that. I'm actually the fish are actually being fed right now. Like oh, he's so nice, and even if it's a, even if the Pixel Three is a phone that's really really great, it's just kind of making me feel. But you're taking this wonderful voice that I only associate with this beautiful, peaceful space where there's nothing to worry. About. There's nothing to worry about. You only have to think about, you know, peace and love and understanding. And now I'm I'm that voice is being used to try to influence my buying decision. I'm just not I'm not I'm not saying it's a terrible thing. I'm just saying that it's again it's like the first time you see your parents dancing for real. It's like oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't imagine my parents dancing to modern music. That's all. So I saw the ad and I have to say that uh, kudos to the marketing team because that indeed uh, had the effect that I'm sure you talked about in your initial pitch meeting about it. Um, I will also say that, you know, the phone has really empowered us as a society by providing us with unlimited knowledge at our fingertips. What we do with that knowledge really well, you know, what direction we go with that knowledge is ultimately up to us. But, you know, it does help those mm. of us who are curious. So I guess what I'm saying is that the marketing is working. It was it was a good fit. <laughs> it was a good fit. It was a good fit. It's not, it's, again, if you it's 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 not as though you decided to use that voice to, over footage of the streaming Assassin's Creed game. That would have been totally inappropriate. And we would be making fun of you right now for that. All, all I'm saying is that it's just a weird thing. And again, and I know that he, he, that Mr. Rogers licensed to he, the, the, you could buy puppets based on his puppets, and you could buy recordings and books. So it's not like he was and 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 he he definitely had stuff in his will saying that here is here is uh, who is designated to choose whether you can use my face and my my voice to advertise stuff. So that was all about. I'm just saying it's kind of he weird. has been capitalized. It's 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 just no again it's just this <laughs> it's it's like seeing any commercial product in the uh, on Mr. Rogers neighborhood like even if he even if like you know he's having lunch with Chef Brockett and there's like it's not even an ad, an ad they just happen to have like two cans of coke which they I were which they were drinking from lunch on the set it's like oh there's a logo of a commercial thing perfectly on the logo <laughs> like both logos are facing the same way <laughs> Delicious Coca-Cola. Meow, 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 meow. Um, Same crisp taste. Meow, meow. Fewer calories. Meow, meow. Yeah, that would be. Hashtag humans of late capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thank God we're com- we're completely divorced from capitalism and that sort of thing. Wouldn't you say, eh? I always do that. I'm always like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to drop a really, like, you know, a, a pretty meaty comment. Let's go to the ad. But you know what? <laughs> we're just being transparent about it. We do what you got to do. And uh, we thank our advertisers for believing in us. <laughs> and also, I, I, I only wish that I were about, I, I wish I had the integrity of just Mr. Rogers' sweater, a uh, one yes. button on his sweater. That, that's yes. aspirational to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. 
Squarespace lets you create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. And yeah, is uh, yeah, I I I like I'm I've I've self-hosted a WordPress installation for quite a while. Nothing against WordPress. WordPress is wonderful. WordPress is great. WordPress is life. But I've had a weird scripting error going on for the past couple of weeks that I'm sure that if I actually paid attention to it, I could actually fix it. But the thing is, I'm not in. The, I don't see my blog as a, a maintenance a scripting PHP maintenance project. I I just want to just sort of like just be a thing that I post stories and pictures too and so i'm definitely moving <laughs> away from self-hosting to something else so yes i'm uh, <laughs> i'm definitely i'm definitely uh seeing absolutely how cool it is to have a really great service like squarespace to run the show for you and also do all the design work for you and also do all the uh, e-commerce stuff if you want to actually sell st- stuff through your through your site stuff uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I think I've proved that I know how to, how to install WordPress. I think I've proved that I know how to do my own scripting and do my own design. I don't need to be a cowboy anymore. And so a service that does all that for me is really, really attractive. Uh, and it's not, then it's not even, uh, hard to, hard to afford a uh, Squarespace plan started just 12 bucks a month. Uh, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for MATERIAL. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash MATERIAL and the code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Okay... What have we got here? <laughs> yeah, this is, our... <laughs> this is there's a story that just kind of dropped today. Uh, the the good news I'm going to preface by saying that it looks like as massive as this fraud scheme that involves 125 Play Store apps right. that were doing things that the user was not aware of and tracking their behavior. It has it was the person that the this this fraud ring were targeting were advertisers and not users. So. Okay, so it's probably, probably as far as we know, none of you, none of us had our our privacy uh, or our bank accounts uh, compromised by this. Uh, but BuzzFeed uh, dropped a really big story today, uh, saying that there was a real, there was an intense fraud scheme going on for a long, long time uh, that was designed to basically defraud. Uh, advertisers who who were participating in Google's uh, Google's ads uh, ad uh, infrastructure and also other digital ad platforms to get credit for uh, ad 
clicks and ad views by fake or a robot uh, botnet based uh, users so here's here's what they did they would uh, they spent a long time uh, surfing through the play store looking for apps that had lots and lots of reviews and lots and lots of like comments about them uh, and lots and lots and lots of installations to indicate that this was an active app with lots and lots and lots and lots of users uh, ideally apps that weren't necessarily like Evernote or Outlook in their popularity the sort of things that had their day but the developers are probably sort of lost interest and so they would through this this these uh, these scammers through a bunch through a bunch of intermediary shell companies would buy all rights to the app from the developer on who was unknowing then they would the bastards they would continue to do maintenance updates and feature upgrades to keep everybody using it uh, and they would use they basically bought a, uh, more than 125 different play store apps as far as buzzfeed was able to determine using this scheme uh, and then they would uh, this and here's where the user sort of interception goes they had some code in there that was observing exactly how the user was interacting with that app and normally you think oh my god so they're grabbing credit card numbers or they're they're looking for screenshots of of uh, of bank statements no 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 they literally just wanted to see how does a real human being interact with this app and then click through to an ad so that they, they could teach their robots uh, based on fake users to to uh, uh, click through fake versions of this app, click through the ad, click into the adver the advertiser's website uh, in a very very convincing way, and therefore get credit for hey, not only did the ad that you buy you bought for uh, through our app, not only did the person click on it, but they actually went all the way through to your website. So we're we're delivering some really valuable users, and so and this was uh, they were getting they they reaped about uh, they reaped, they don't know how much money they got. Uh, but uh, tens of millions would be at the minimum of what they of what they're talking about, uh, and I think wasn't it like seventy? They were it, it, hundreds. It, yeah, it, it depends. The, the uh, it depends on whom you ask. BuzzFeed did their homework, uh, and one source who knew of the scheme was putting it at at. Uh, I'm scrolling down here. Uh, uh, I didn't. I should have highlighted that in my notes, but I did not. But uh, the 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 low end was uh, more than a hundred million. Another one when a different uh, when a different organization spotted one little corner of this scheme, they put it at seventy five million, and they claimed that they were contacted by someone who was affiliated with this game that said no, 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 times ten. So clearly, this was a <laughs> this was not a, this was not a subtle thing. This was. Uh, now it wasn't as uh, not not as much money as you would made had you had that one one point five billion dollar Powerball ticket. So, but still, they actually more people I think actually profited from that. Uh, Buzz, I'm sorry, Buzz, Buzzfeed quoting here: uh, a person involved in the scheme estimates that it's it has stolen hundreds of millions of dollars from brands who ad, whose ads were shown to be bots instead of actual humans. In total, the apps identified by Buzzfeed News have been installed on Android phones more than 115 million times, according to data from analytics service AppBrain. That's a third-party service that tries to figure out uh, the usage of uh, popularity of mobile apps. Uh, most are games, but others include a flashlight app, a cell healthy app and a healthy eating app one app connected to the scheme everything me has been installed more than 20 million times uh, helpfully uh, if you're 
terrified as hell right now. Uh, BuzzFeed provides a spreadsheet, a Google Docs spreadsheet uh, that Which has. I'm looking over right now. Exactly. There are 87 me too. Other people. As soon as. Oh. Andy, we're hanging out in a room together. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there's your icon. <laughs> Hello, Flo's little circle icon. Oh, man. Everything Me was a huge launcher. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Also, uh, what they had on the list was some... Not cat rescue puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is people yeah, like, people like those rescuing cats. simple things. And right. like they look like a whole... There's always a, there's like a hundred different apps with the same name. Right. Uh so it's not so it, it's even a minesweeper game. A minesweeper yeah. wannabe game. I mean, it, it does look like a smart list of apps. It doesn't look they're not these these dumpy little apps that with no audience that mm-hmm. would never have uh, would never have given them what they wanted. On the other hand, they're popular enough to absolutely deliver the goods. Um, so uh, for, I've, fortunately, none. Of, I don't recognize any of the names on these on the spreadsheet as an app that I've actually installed. Um, Google has uh, BuzzFeed uh, did contact Google about this. Uh, here is what they have to say about uh, Google. Uh, this is Buzz. I'm quoting BuzzFeed here. After being provided with a list of the apps and websites connected to the scheme, Google investigated and found that dozens of the apps used its mo- its mobile advertising network. Its independent analysis confirmed the presence of a botnet driving traffic to websites and apps in the scheme. Google has removed more than 30 apps from the Play Store and terminated multiple publisher accounts with its ad networks. Google said that prior to being contacted by BuzzFeed News, it had previously removed 10 apps in the scheme and blocked many of the websites. It continues to investigate and has published a long a blog post to detail its findings. Uh, but that blog post doesn't say much that isn't already in the uh, in the BuzzFeed article. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it not only does it show off a, a, a Brinks job sort of heist here, uh, but it also does a good job of uh, uh, illustrating via BuzzFeed all the fraud that's that's happening uh, in the digital ad biz, uh, chiefly because this is such a the basic mechanism is so common that indiv- uh, apps that have been newly released are subjected to a huge amount of scrutiny when they've been first submitted, but subsequent updates apparently don't get the same level of scrutiny. So it's possible for particularly if they're doing something as sort of like underwater as this. Uh, they it's so it's possible to create a create a, a, a totally innocuous app, but then sl- subtly put in little tweaks to it that make it uh, not really harmful on a first level. Hey, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to scrape uh, credit card numbers from the keyboard way, but in terms of uh, manipulating botnets and again being able to uh, generate hundreds of millions of dollars in a fraud scheme, apparently. That's they're not doing enough work there. So room for improvement, I would say. Not the gold star for the Google Play Store at this point. Just thinking about the fact that first of all, kudos to being able to make that much money <laughs> off of a massive bot fraud. I'm just I'm we can, very we, impressed. We, we can we can say that because uh, again, it's I'd never be able I'd never do this on my own. Heck no, that's too much work. No, no. Uh, I just work <laughs> like everyone else. Uh, however, I do think about how that impacts occupations and industries that rely on ad revenue. Yeah. Like, say, podcasts. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, podcasts, uh, websites, uh, online publications, things of the sort. You know, it's uh, it kind of ruins it for the rest of us uh, when this stuff happens. It's uh, that's how that's how content farms are made. Mm. You know, uh, however, it uh, it is still very impressive, and I hope that whoever made that ad money uh, bought themselves a yacht. Well, yeah, and uh, you, you really you really hit upon an important point there. This was uh, clearly had a lot of uh, people behind it. This had a lot of thought behind it. A lot of uh, cost them a lot of money uh, to create this level of fraud. Given how many apps that they uh, they they put out, this was a, a huge, well funded, almost the, the almost the level of like a large corporation. Uh, and what worries me is that what about the little guy like me? What about the fraud operation, the little mom and pop fraud operation that I've been trying to pull off for the past six or seven months? The the fact that I'm eating peanut butter sandwiches and microwave burritos to fund my little botnet of just 1,800 installations, uh, just trying to garner a couple of hundred thousand dollars. If that, I'd be happy with 80 or 90,000 dollars. Uh, just to pay off my immediate gambling debts. What happens when Google puts in brand new security that puts out the little fraudster like me? You know, it's uh, it's it's like the it's 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 like what Walmart uh, did to uh, to to Main Street. I hope that individuals who are listening to this podcast uh, are going to be unhappy with this impersonal sort of global huge corporation attempt to steal their money and their trust. And they kind of have a respect for the old ways of the, you know, the sort of bespoke, the sort of, you know, the names of the people that you're defrauding. Do these people know the people, don't know the names of the 125 million people they've defrauded? I don't think so. I could, I could name 18 uh, of the people uh, that I've hijacked their accounts for this scheme. Well, I can talk about now because no, no point in going forward. So that's I just I just wish for a simpler time, you know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's speaking a damn of shame. Main Street, my little town is part of one of the Main Street huh. towns in the United States, uh, <laughs> which is very nice and quaint. Uh, however, I will also say that, <clears throat> excuse me, this is this is also just a, kind of a bad look for Google when this stuff happens because it always gets used against them. Like this whole thing with like Tim Cook and talking about stuff. <laughs> it's all it's all part of just like a bigger story that's being structured around because you think this is not just a conspiracy. Okay, the reason I come up granted I I do watch unsolved mysteries pretty much every night now before bed because uh one of the streaming app, free streaming apps that I use has like an all unsolved mysteries all the time channel. <laughs> And I used to watch that show all the time as a kid to like scare myself because that was like the maximum amount of scariness. I don't know why, because it's like real people. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that this is all this all plays into like a larger unfortunate narrative of whatever comes out of Google is not super safe. And that kind of is a bummer for the rest of us, because those of us who are users of the product, uh, you know, ultimately we get bundled in to the group of people who are like, ah, we'll let those suckers deal with their, you know, not that safe operating system or whatever. Like that narrative is still pretty prevalent. And I see all those little booths that pop up about like, come make ad money in the Google Play Store. And like, you don't want people stealing ad revenue from you. Yeah. When you, when you consider also that, I'm, I'm joking about podcasts, but 
really so much so many brand new businesses have been started based on the ability to get access to ad revenue without having to have a, without having to have a corporation without having to have an ad salesperson just the ability to make goofy youtube videos and maybe you can actually make some money off of this um, and I, and fortunately i think that we're moving off of that model and more towards a uh um uh, more and more towards a like direct sort of sponsorship sort of thing where through Patreon, through uh, other services like that. But it's advertising is a conduit for people to be able to be self-employed creators. And you, show, you, you, I, if that were to collapse completely, I would like to, I would prefer for it to be because the entire system was, a, mm-hmm. was couldn't last to begin with for, for all I, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. true or not, as opposed to, no, it's because other people decided to mm-hmm. ruin it. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. You just know? don't don't ruin it for everyone. That's rude. I, I mean, look, I get you're trying to stick it to the man by taking their money, but like, it's rude for the rest yeah. of us who are desperately trying to make uh, some mad money to pay to continue to do the work that we do. Uh, because that's the society we live in. It's funded Again, by ads. We don't. We it's don't advertising. Ask, we don't ask for much. Again, we're we're on, we're on Skype with each other, but not to the user. But Flo, you you can verify that this is generic brand, like store brand, stop and shop brand seltzer. I'm not buying the Poland Spring stuff. I'm buying. I'm buying. But that's fine. I, all I need is the stop and shop Mandarin Orange store brand, sixty nine cent a liter of uh, stuff. And I'm happy. It allows me to do my job of bringing information, analysis, and maybe a little smile to the face of our listeners once a week or so. Uh, I am drinking really nice coffee that I brewed this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, That's no, what I spend again, my money on. <laughs> sometimes. I, I, also, I should also say that in the fridge I have a 12-pack of Pepsi 1893 brand uh, edition mm-hmm. Uh, I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah, that stuff the, is the good stuff with made with like real sugar and like be- better and spices. And yeah, that's my. Oh, yeah. I love they put chicory in everything now. Like, please, please <laughs> add some more chicory. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's the cilantro of, of liquids now. Uh, we are actually going to take another break. So I think we're going to have a slightly longer show today for everyone because we have more ads. So (laughs) that's how this works. (laughs) Um, so let's quickly jump into an ad and then when we get back, we'll catch up on some more of the news from this week. This episode of Material is brought to you by HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. There are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. And you won't need to spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take around 30 minutes. Having everything delivered means you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and instead spend that time on the things you love. Everything is delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging. Even amidst the after-school chaos, HelloFresh's meal kits make it easy to decide what to do for dinner, so you can look forward to your delivery knowing dinner just got so much easier. Yeah, I, I <laughs> we get uh, I got uh, a package from <laughs> I got a package from uh, HelloFresh. Uh, you know, when they came across an advertiser when you know we knew we'd be doing an ad read, uh, and I've been eating HelloFresh all week. Um, I got to say, this is the first time I've ever used one of these services, and 
boy, it made a great first impression. Um, the food was really, really good. The recipes were easy to follow. Uh, and it it was a nice uh, – uh, I got to tell you, I was surprised by the role that such a meal service can actually fulfill uh, because – you didn't really think about it beforehand that here's here, I can either make something at home from scratch or I can go out to eat and have it all made for me. Uh, and it's hard to figure out what uh, a what a meal service like this that sort of puts things in the middle is like where we will deliver to you everything that you need already portioned out and instructions on how to put it together. Uh, it's it's here's here's what you get for it. It's in my fridge. Uh, there are there were uh, three uh, three brown paper grocery bags, each with a label on it saying, "Here is the, here is the uh, here is the the Tuscan sp- uh, spaghetti and sausage uh, stuff, uh, and including all the meat, including all the the spices, including uh, everything except for I think salt, pepper, and cooking oil." And it's it's a uh, a lot of what the, a lot of the problems of cooking like real food, cooking a real meal at home, a lot of the big problems is just like the decision making process. So, okay, I'm gonna select a, I'm gonna select a recipe. Then I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna make sure that I'm sh- I've shopped and I've made I've, I've bought everything I need for that recipe in the right quantity so I don't get cut out short. And it's just mental bandwidth. I mean, I usually uh, I, I I cook, uh, but I usually only do like cooking that night a full meal maybe once or twice a week the rest of the time it's something that uh, i cooked in a batch on sunday and froze uh, so i could just drop it in my sous vide cooker uh, for just quick convenience Uh, or i'll just toss together a sandwich or something really really simple it was really really cool to simply okay it's 5 30 i'm i'm done working i need to i'm going to take a two-hour break or an hour break to get dinner and and read a book or, or watch some youtube or something it's nice to just go to the fridge pull out one of these bags and then after about 30 minutes uh, plus maybe 15 minutes of cleanup afterwards to have like a real meal uh it also helps me to get out of my rut because again i'm not i'm not young i'm 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 well past the point where i consider cooking a real meal to be let's throw some hot dogs in in the same hot dog water i left on the stove since last night uh but you know yeah, i've got like the five or six dishes that i keep going coming to like time and time and time again i i know i know how to do a pork tenderloin really 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 very very good i know i know how to do a pork tenderloin and then uh, and then uh, pull out uh black be- some uh, some black beans and some rice that i cooked earlier and do that it's really really good but it's not exactly exciting anymore so to uh, have like meals delivered where uh, it's kind of off your regular beaten path uh, is kind of exciting. The other cool thing is that you learn new techniques and you learn new recipes. These aren't, uh, if you have meals delivered, you don't have any experience in what it's like to do something that's brand new. Like what is, what is it, what's it like to do like a, a Thai dish that you haven't, you've never, never even touched before. And so maybe the next time you will do it for yourself from scratch, start to finish. Uh, so I, I like the experience a lot. 
the, uh, the the price is right where you'd expect it to be. Uh, it's certainly more than the raw ingredients uh, at the store, but the, the that's the same. The same is true when you go out to eat. Uh, they also don't, and they're also actually preparing all this stuff for you, delivering it straight to your door. Uh, it's 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 certainly an okay amount of money to spend uh, on a meal for two or for four, depending on what you're what you're selecting, uh, and certainly well below what it would cost to go out to eat. Uh, so, and you can it's not like you're locked into a contract we're going to be doing this for an entire <laughs> entire year whether you whether you like it or not uh, you can start and stop as you go so um, I could I could definitely see myself uh, like the next time that I'm going to be traveling for like a week or two uh, and you I come home to like a, a fridge that has absolutely no fresh vegetables nothing perishable in it because I cleaned all that up before the trip it would be nice to sit, I will probably set this set things up so that I will have meals starting to be delivered <laughs> that night, starting like the day I come back to make sure that when I come home there is a box <laughs> packed with meats and vegetables and recipes that I just have to follow uh, so that's kind of like my my mom might have snuck in and said honey we hope you I hope you had a lovely time in San Francisco I left a few things in the fridge just it's not it's not a, it's not a lasagna and a casserole dish for my mom uh, but it will do uh, so yeah, yes, this is the part of the ad read where they say, "Oh, just tell your personal experience." But yeah, as you can as you can see, I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this experience, and it's gonna probably make me an, an ongoing customer uh, because I've I liked the role that this kind of uh, ingredients and recipes delivered fresh to your door uh, can can uh, can play and kind of making my meal times more interesting than. The 7 p.m. Oh God, I just don't want to even. Th- how about just how about just peanut butter and an apple? How about that? <laughs> um, for total. So let's go. We'll go back to the. We'll go back to the to the actual ad read now. Uh, for a total of sixty dollars off, that's twenty dollars off your first three boxes. Visit hellofresh.com/material60 right now and use the promo code material60. That's basically six meals for free. Just go to hellofresh.com/material60 and use promo code material60. Our thanks to HelloFresh for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So very quickly, um, I I know people have been talking about this already this week, but I thought it just bears it. De- it definitely bears repeating is that Google is now contractually requiring Android device makers to release. Or excuse me, this actually came out today. I got this confused with the EU ruling. My <laughs> apologies. Because I also read about that on The Verge. So as you can see, that's like where my brain <laughs> filed that and made that connection. So Google is now contractually requiring Android device makers to release security updates. So this is news that came out today. And um, admittedly, I didn't go super into it just because of the kind of workday that I had today. Mm-hmm. But some of the basic things to know are it requires at least four security update releases within first year device launch and additional releases during the second year. So manufacturers who uh, are ascribing to this, again, four security update releases within the first year of device launch and additional releases during second year. So they're kept on this schedule that uh, expects them to be consistent, kind of like a semester system, you know, with uh, what were they called? Uh, I can't believe I forgot what the term was for the not midterms. Midterms are before finals, right? Right. 
that's right. The midterm elections are coming up. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry. Again, this is the pre-Halloween show, so we can say yes, scary things like right. that. <laughs> uh, manufacturers must must patch any security-related flaw identified by Google within 90 days. So the minute Google releases one of those blog posts that goes, hey, 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 funny you know story. what's going on. Like, Turns out if you hold down grow. the shift key and then tap root access <laughs> anybody can get root access to your apparently, phone apparently it's oh, that easy we're laughing about this you just can't believe that yeah. we're, are, are we giving the razz to old chuck about not catching this bug well anyway <laughs> uh change all your credit card numbers yada 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 you have 90 days <laughs> 90 days. Uh, this particular uh, particular ruling, I guess, uh, applies to any device launched after January 31st, 2018 uh, in greater than 100,000 units. So I guess any of the small, super tiny indie phone makers can like breathe a sigh of relief. You can continue not patching your devices. Finally, good uh, news, I get it. It good costs news a lot for of the money. essential phone. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't know by, if they'd you sold. You will not be bothered by this. <laughs> you only have yeah. to, You can only sell another 20,000 phones before you'll have to deal with this. I didn't I, know if they had sold I don't know. that I think, many yet. I think, I think they're up to 60,000 or something. And I, ironically, they have been voluntarily keeping up with all the, with all the updates uh, possible. So they've been, they've been doing okay. And in a turn of very journalistic events... The Verge received copies of these confidential contracts, which is just so old school journalism. Contracts, revealing things. Wow. It's just, you know. See, that's that's why you always <laughs> want to shred the carbons from your mimeograph machine. If you just throw them exactly. out, good journalists are going to find them in your, in, exactly. in your trash barrel. Uh, and then scan them yes. <laughs> with the fax machine, upload them, <laughs> with their little email them. Take pictures with a little Minox camera. <laughs> yes. Uh, a Google spokesperson told The Verge that the majority of the deployed devices for over 200 different Android models from over 30 Android device manufacturers are running a security update from the last 90 days. So that's to kind of hone in like, hey, we've got them, you know, wrangled up and we're making sure that they're all branded. Because I was using a very extreme cow metaphor there, cattle metaphor, and I apologize. <laughs> I got it. To cattle. It sucks being a cow sometimes. I get it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, this, just like you were saying, there, there are a lot of things that uh, Android and Android users get dinged for. It's like, oh, what's the page? What's I, I read that only 0.01% of all Android phones are running the latest version of Android. So let's, let's take a look at what that pie looks like uh, on iOS. Oh, look, they, they beat 50% in just in the first. It's like, okay, we get it. There, there, there are so many different models of Android that Android devices that you can't necessarily get like day and date updates with everything else. Uh, but the security problems are something that I'm glad that uh, Google f started to get on top of a couple of years ago with we're going to make sure that that can be easily updated separate from all the other Android updates. And now they're saying, no, now when you sign a contract with us to put Android in your device, you have to absolutely promise that whatever you do with the main operating system, you have to get you have to release our security updates in a timely fashion because I think they're realizing that the day if if they didn't do anything about it, the day would be coming 
when all of a sudden Apple's, Apple sells 90 million iPhones in the United States in one weekend, when the, when the security breach to end all security breaches uh, happens because of unpatched Android phones. Because, uh, yeah, that's when, I, when I read stuff like that, it does make me think about how, how impressed I was with the iPhone 10 when I tested it for about 60 days. And, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't an iPhone user. I could go back to that very, very easily. That wouldn't be a problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're, they're doing that. Uh, maybe a little bit of ho- late housekeeping. Um, but you did mention the, the, uh, and uh, Google's response to uh, trying to make uh, the EU happy after their big mm-hmm. uh, five something billion dollar antitrust <laughs> slap. Uh, that that actually hit, I think, just after we recorded last week. Uh, yeah. So we should at least mention it in case you have, in case you haven't heard us talk about it. That uh, they uh, on their blog, they they kind of walk through this very very quickly and efficiently. Uh, that uh, one of the problems that the EU had was, and I had also, is that before they could require a, a maker like Samsung to say, look, if you want to make a pure Android device that has access to Google Search and Google Maps and Google. Play Store, you're not allowed to do your own fork of Android as well. So you can't have two different phones and have two different versions of Android. It's either one or the other. Pick. Uh, and so now develop, device makers are allowed to do that. Uh, now, another problem that EU had was that uh, Google Search and the Google Search app and Google Chrome uh, were required to be bundled if you wanted the other Google apps. And let's face it, as as useful as the calendar app is, and and even Google Maps, what we're talking about is access to the Google Play Store and the Google mm-hmm. Play library of apps. Uh, now they are no longer contractually bundled with the rest. You can get them. You can uh, you can get them separately. Uh, the blog post says that uh, not only are they available under separate license, but, and I'm going to quote here, since the pre-installation of Google Search and Chrome, together with our other apps, helped us fund the development and free distribution of Android, and I've bold-faced this, we will introduce a new paid licensing agreement for smartphones and tablets, tablets shipped into the EEA, essentially Europe. Uh, while stressing also that Android will remain free and open source. So they're basically saying that because the reason why that we make money off of Android is because of what we learned through Google Search and Google Chrome. If you're going to like not bundle that with your device, we're going to need you to p- give us some money for Android because... Give me we, some money. Because, <laughs> hey, we're, we're Google, but we're not Apple. <laughs> we don't got the kind of money where we can just have a project like that we hey, don't pay for. that's it. fair because they're not a hardware company. And Apple has that to make it loads of bank, which it has been doing for a very long time. Indeed. They can they can make it rain and not with uh, Canadian tire coupons, neither. Um, so that's, no, this, how is this going to change stuff? Uh, again, it might increase this. It, it basically it looks like it's going to create a, an EU world for Android versus the non-EU world for Android. Here in the United States, we're not. I don't think we're going to see any changes. Uh, Google for now and in the past week has said that this is hasn't said anything about any applying any of these changes to phones that are not sold in the EU. Um, also, that uh, users, even if the even if the if Samsung in the EU uh, decides, hey, we can save some money by not including uh, including uh, Google Search and Google Chrome, uh, then users could still just download it from the Play Store anyway, as long as they have access to the Play app. Um, that uh, and also this is and uh, there's been a lot of commentary, a lot of them making the same point that thankfully, <laughs> I, I I thought of 
to begin with, but wasn't confident about talking about. It was nice enough to nice to see other people notice this uh, that uh, creating a fork of Android is still going to be really really hard without Google Play services. Uh, having the having the Google st- the Google Play Store app is nice, but remember that it's the Google Play services uh, app or download that really makes th- really gives you the developers the standard APIs that allows them to build one app that they can deploy everywhere. So they would still have to, if you wanted to create your own independent phone that's based on Android, you would still have to create a set of APIs that is going to be as attractive as Google Play services. Uh, but, okay, so we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it's It was kind of necessary for them to do this in order to keep playing uh, in the EU. Uh, Google, in the same blog post, says that they're going to continue to appeal that $5 billion antitrust judgment, but uh, they they got to keep the taps uh, open in, in that part of the world uh, while they continue to uh, appeal that. But good luck with them. Maybe this will give them a dry run for what they can and might do in the United States if if things can if public if public opinion about Google slides uh, and that turns into a, a risk to uh, congressional members' seats in in Congress, and they say we want you to hit Google and slap them really hard. Maybe this is a dry run for what they would wind up doing in the United States. But for now, we're in the United States of America. We've got our own problems to deal with, and unfortunately, none of them have to do with uh, Google changing the licensing terms for Android. I was going to say, I feel like this is. Maybe I don't want to get into this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like this is the time when stuff like this is, I don't know, right now is a really, I don't know. Let's just move on. I have nothing to say on this. Sorry. Okay. Well, this is, this is, and this isn't, this is not unrelated. Uh, there's another piece of news that dropped today. That, thank you, Google. I think that we have a lot of fans inside Google who know that we record Wednesday night. So if you release something like on Wednesday in the afternoon, we will be as fresh and timely as this morning's newspaper that you don't get anymore because you're... Depending on how soon I publish the podcast. But regardless... <laughs> Sorry. Everyone. Anyway, so so uh, <laughs> Google has had a problem with transparency. Remember the I don't think it uh, I don't think in and in the Android world we atta- we attach the suffix gate to things as we do with Apple. But remember there was the thing where people noticed that or uh, some writers noticed that gee when I turn off location services Google is still able to track me because. Dopey me, I didn't think to go check in deep, deep, deep under settings, uh, uh, climbing down three flights of stairs with the lights were out, looking for the third drawer in in a locked cabinet behind a door saying, beware of the leopard. There was a setting that said web activity, whatever, that I should have turned off so that Google could not actually track me. And Google had a bad time saying, oh, it was right there, plain as day. It was right there. You just couldn't find it. That's your... Deep in settings. That's Uh, your problem. Andy. Yeah. So <laughs> so maybe as part of either uh, legitimately sincerely being a little bit more contrite and realizing that they can improve their software by making it more transparent or once again realizing that we there's stuff we can't get away with anymore so let's cop to reality. So now uh, you can review and delete your search history directly from Google Apps instead of deep 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 mm-hmm. deep through user settings or going to your my activity page. So now like when you do uh, a plain Google search, like if you just open the google.com page, you will see a brand new button at the bottom that uh, says uh, control your data in Google search. And if you click on that, it will take you uh, to what looks like to be a a refreshed 
uh, and much simplified and streamlined my activity version page that will sh that's very very granular will say do you want to delete here's here's what you've been searching for today do you want to delete all search activity all google activity of any kind all activity period or just all the activity in the past hour just click one button and it happens uh, in the google search app if you go under the hamburger menu now there is a menu item called your data in search so it's just the i guess the the need to s simply say there is a button that is never more than one click away that will let you not only see what's being tracked about you but also control that i hope it gets a little bit more granular i didn't uh this obviously this dropped today so i didn't play with it a lot uh, i didn't click those buttons because um uh, it showed me some of the things that i had been searching for today and the 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 most uh, the most embarrassing thing i assure you in there was a search for Corey feldman because it was it was one of those like I'm just all the people. Yeah, I was just curious to see like I read I something about that name had like blown through as I was scrolling through some sort of a news site. And I wonder, okay, I wonder what happened this time. And so I did a search for that. If uh, I I was uns I would not be embarrassed, obviously, to let people know that for anybody to know that I searched for Corey Feldman today. But I thought that well, if anything, I'm going to delete today. I'm going to delete that. I didn't know if the, I didn't know if the button was going to delete all of my search history or just the Corey Feldman stuff. So I didn't. Uh, it's not like in the. Uh, like the Google Now style page, whatever they're calling it now, where you can there's actually a little button next to every news piece saying, "Oh, we here's a we we gave you this information because this news piece because you've been searching for Corey Feldman in the past. If you press this button, we will never we will forget that you're interested in Corey Feldman in terms of news items." That's what I'm sort of hoping for with this. I didn't see it, so I I didn't want all my Google search history deleted because I actually think that that's <sighs> valuable especially with search because i do notice as to, whenever i whenever i go to duckduckgo uh, or bing uh, the search results are really really good it's always worth uh, uh, dipping into there to see what they have to say but i always notice that the google search results are always better because it knows exactly why i'm searching for this artist if i if i'm searching for models in paris it knows that I'm kind of looking for the history of like sculptors models in the 1890s, as opposed to like hot divorced former Parisian models who want to meet me in Worcester, Massachusetts or wherever my computer has to be. So uh, a good first step. I hope it gets a little bit more granular. Uh, I am just like looking through my Google activity and it's always, it's always a lot <laughs> when you look through it. Oh, what is this? Oh, it even puts down when I use the pixel stand. Oh. I used pixel stand, 7.30 a.m. That's when I got up. Used pixel stand, 3.28 p.m. That's when I recharged it. Pixel stand, 5.13 p.m. That's when I charged it at All About Android. 6.44 p.m. That's when I put it back on at All About Android. And at 11 p.m., that's when I got into bed. Wow. <laughs> that's it's just like, why did you just know that? I, I don't know. It's just... I mean, I guess I can delete it. Yeah, I can delete it if I want. I'm going to leave it yeah. on there just because I do this for a living. I let Google track me for a living, honestly, is the way I look at it. Um, yeah, maybe maybe this, this is like one of those wishes on a monkey's paw where it gave you what you asked for but not what you wanted. 
It's like, oh, you really want to know how what what we know about you? You really want to know at the cost of having to sell your $800 phone and buy a new $800 phone made by Apple, if you're that worried, oh, Flo, you're having the most amazing series of facial, facial oh, reactions sorry. right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I guess I, I, I never I, really I, like go into this thing <laughs> because I'm just... I see like my launcher, launcher, launcher is mentioned in here. I guess that makes sense because it'd be pinging my Google account to connect because it, it uses the pixel style launcher to have the search on the homepage. So I guess that makes sense. I'm just super, I, I guess I appreciate how transparent this is in the sense yeah. that I see every little thing that it's grabbing data from and down to an accessory that I bought for the phone. Oh man. Oh, and then it shows all my unsolved mysteries like <laughs> like when I search for the case after I watch the episode. Oh man. Okay, we're going to call this now. Your, your Google images search for Robert Stack <laughs> trench coat nude. <laughs> this episode of Material is brought to you by App Optics, a DevOps tool from our friends at Solar Winds. The folks at SolarWinds want to break down the divide between applications and metrics. Instead, they want to bring together dashboards, alert monitoring, and management to one place. You've already got too much to do. You don't want to also be navigating a ton of interfaces. AppOptics is monitoring that you can afford to run everywhere. Every minute spent finding a problem is expensive. With AppOptics, you'll know if you're having an outage, reduce outage time, and get the visibility to solve it faster. You'll get a bird's eye view across all your resources on a single pane of glass, and it's super quick and easy to drill into the details. They offer a ton of other features like built-in integrations for over 150 cloud-first applications, instant visibility into server and infrastructure performance, robust custom metrics dashboards, and automated APM request tracing. All of this adds up to faster troubleshooting. AppOptics is SAAS-hosted, easy-to-manage, and budget-friendly. This is why over 275,000 customers already trust SolarWinds for the performance data they need. AppOptics lets developers and operations teams get back to doing what they're great at, which is delighting their users. This stuff is so important. Monitoring visibility helps solve problems faster, but it also prevents problems in the first place. Gain visibility into your applications and infrastructure and catch performance issues before your customers do. To learn more or try it free for 14 days, just go to appoptics.com slash material. That's appoptics.com slash material. Our thanks to App Optics for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I uh my husband and I are both going as Robert Stack for Halloween because we kinda <laughs> we kind of phoned in the Halloween costumes this year because we just weren't thinking and then we got invited to an outing and we were like, you know what, let's go do it. And we both thought it'd be a kick to just uh print on some index cards, like some actual of the actual cases, because there's a whole like Wikipedia devoted to it. And then just kind of walking around and uh coming out from corners behind walls and just like like <laughs> Join me. Perhaps you can solve a mystery. And then, you know, reading all these like really sad stories of things that have happened to people. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, I would be much more annoying than that. Someone, someone opened the door and I would say, Tonight, join me. <laughs> I thought they'd be giving out candy. What they didn't know was that a trick was in the offing. 
was it aliens or was it just poorly timed? (laughs) So, uh, so always was it aliens? I I need, I actually need to correct myself because I, uh, I clicked a little bit more deeper than I did the last time, whatever buttons I saw or thought I saw were a little bit weird. Now I appreciate that the button isn't like this. The button isn't, I will now delete all your stuff right now. It's please take me to a list of all my Google activity. And now on each one of those, like if I want to, Okay. Yeah. I'll, again, you you were nice enough to share. I'll say, okay, okay. Visited material episode one seventy four Google Docs. Visited connected apps. And okay, let's see. Uh, t- so yes, today I was working on the show doc. Okay, find a conservator. Okay, that was about paper cons- conservation. My goodness, what a what a lucky thing that I happened to. Let's, is there anything embarrassing? I think. I'm wow, it's for... you know, is is there anything embarrassing? I mean, oh wow, visited Al Jean on Twitter and the tweet that I. Okay, here's a here's a tab. Okay, that's right, because it is connected. Uh, I was about to say, oh, my God, you know exactly. You even know like the 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 third party apps. Then realize that no, they are all, they are also indexing. That I know for they have they have they have revealed in the past that they are including uh, Twitter and social stuff like that. If you'd like to check this out yourselves, dear listeners, you can go to, let me make sure this page loads. Okay. my After you log into your Google account in your browser, you go to myactivity.google.com backslash myactivity. And you go in there and it'll show you the data that only you can see. Only you can see this data. Google protects your privacy and security. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, you can go through and you can view activity by app basically by Google apps. So like by Play Store, all right, it saw me attempt to look on how to download videos today. It's, you know, it takes some time to go look through it and kind of see, like, uh, it's always good to check and see what is being logged, what your Google account is connected to. Uh, I think we actually don't talk, we we don't talk enough about the Google account and maintaining it as we should. We talk a lot about maintaining Facebook accounts because of all the news that's been surrounded around Facebook. We, we usually talk about maintaining when we talk about social media. And I think that Google isn't necessarily dumped into that because it's more of a platform, but it does need to be maintained. So instead of defragging your hard drive, <laughs> you should just go through looks through some of your activity and make sure that everything yeah. checks out. Uh, and then, and find out too. Now I know the pixel stand is gathering data on when I set it on there. Like yeah. that's okay. That's good to know. I think it's because it activates the assistant so that it kind of works as a smart speaker when the phone yeah. is docked. And I think that's partly why it does that. But now I know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that before. That's that's I'm I'm actually uh be I'm I'm actually past the being shocked at how much information is in here, and have made it to Bravo to Google for like not saying, but what are people gonna think if they see that seven eleven p.m. he used the Pixel launcher seven times? Uh, like okay, this yeah, is, it crashed seven times. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> think. Like, why did you let no, it crash? Or like, why why do you know that I use this certain app? Or why why do you know that I was on? Uh, I, I I looked at something uh, on Reddit uh, this afternoon. It's like again, this is a social media thing that they. Why do you use Google Chrome for everything? You should ask right. yourself that. Right, exactly. No, again, it's... you can use any of the other browsers out there. You don't have to use Google Chrome. Right. Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> Uh, all I'm all I'm saying is that it's uh, 
I've as we've always said this this is a transaction. You mm-hmm. the reason why I continue to use Google products is because I think the transaction is worth it. They're giving me an amazing suite. Excuse me. They're they're giving me a suite of services that I find very very useful. The price is right, of course, but I think that the value that they're giving me is worth the data that I'm giving them and that I trust them to not sell it <laughs> to other people uh, as opposed to just uh, advertising stuff to me. That's fine. Uh, but uh, it, part of that transaction has to be transparency. I have to know exactly what I'm getting into. And I do think that there are some people that are going to take a look at this. They're going to click that button in the in Google search or go to myactivity.google.com, which, I'm, which I know now has been redesigned. Uh, and say, wow, I don't think I want to use Chrome anymore if it means that it can see this much about me. Uh, or I'm going to be, maybe I'm going to use, I'm going to install the Firefox browser just for doing certain searches. Or I'm going to use DuckDuckGo for certain searches because I don't want them to track what I'm searching for. And maybe in five or six months' time, you will notice a, a, a decrease in specificity in the results mm-hmm. you get via Google search. But once again, if that's the transaction you want to make, thank goodness that you had the power uh, to do it. So the more information you get, the more power that you have. And so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to praise Google for having taken this step. This is what, this is way more than they would have had to do to simply sort of shut up certain people. Uh, this is clearly something that wasn't turned around in a weekend. This was clearly a lot of work, uh, not just to, not just to, uh, 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 not just to actually make this happen, but also to make sure that it doesn't crash anything else that's going on inside Chrome or anything else like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of data. I mean, G- Google is a huge platform. Google yeah. is a platform. Yeah. And I, and I, and I was, yeah. and I was switched to saying that I'm, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember my activity.google.com if only because there have been times where I was like, Damn it! There was a where is I know it had something to do with the Muppets, but it had nothing to do with the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. It was about technology, and I can't. And then you find can't it. find the history, li- the <laughs> link to, in your history in yep. Chrome because it's been like over a certain amount of days. So you're like, all right, time to go through my searches from the last like three yep. months so I can figure out what that link was that I remembered. Yep. And there's and there's a there's a search panel here that you can actually filter by date and product. So yep. if I go find a search for Muppets. And say, there you go. There's video of uh, uh, Travis Barker drumming with uh, uh, le- uh, Doctor Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. By the way, I liked the Muppets revival that was on ABC. The the reality TV style. I was yeah. into it. I know nobody. I know the ratings were low. I get it. I get it. Was weird that Kermit and Miss Piggy weren't together. But like, I. I, I, you're you're uh, you're you're not wrong for liking what you like. I'm just my I, my exact reaction was if you're just gonna make a standard office sitcom that could have been performed by any group of performers, why necessarily does it have to be the Muppets? It was like you could basically cast any group of people here. You have the you have the I, one of the two or three episodes. I think just two episodes I saw was one of the walk around characters who has a name, but you'd have to be a super fan to know what it is. Uh, was selling her Girl Scout cookies on behalf of their kid, and there was another Muppet that also had cookies selling them behalf of their kids, and they were in <laughs> conflict. And I'm like, again, there's nothing particularly Muppety it's about so, this. It's way too human and real. It's Real, like... Realize that on the old Muppet show, you had a character that would throw boomerang fish, because you could do that because they're Muppets. You <laughs> know, you know, and it just to just to end this on a pop culture note, I really do think that they need to bring back. Like, I am not really listen. I appreciate 
late night and that's it's you know it's a thing and there's been you know like we got all these people like johnny carson who's kind of set the stage and uh you know i i get it we got the dick cavett style interview you know that a lot of people practice like i get it but we need like a good silly show that isn't just surrounded around being you know cheesy <laughs> the muppets the muppet <laughs> show was not cheesy that's why it was good they had, uh, 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 going with my search history, they had uh, Joel Gray doing uh, a whole bunch of Bob Fosse numbers. <laughs> That's it's it's very very weird. For some reason, I'm on a, a, a cabaret kick. Like I quote rediscovered. I, I remember that this film existed <laughs> after not having seen it for like seven or eight years because it's now on one of the services that I subscribe to, and I, I'm remembering exactly how, what an incredible like movie it is. So I've been watching watch the movie two or three times. I've got the soundtrack going. <laughs> And so it's very, very weird when implanted fresh in your mind is Joel Gray as the MC and cabaret on the Muppet Show singing that same song, but a very, very sanitized version where he's not the semi demonic <laughs> MC in like Nazi era Weimar Berlin. He's like, he's just singing to welcome and bien, bienvenue welcome because all the other muppets are singing that's like oh wow I, I, I wonder if the penguins are going to march in and start singing tomorrow belongs oh, to boy. us that would be that would be adorable wouldn't it oh boy i'm sorry i, I ruined your happy note it's like, didn't yeah I? i'm not no we, re- I, we gotta I got, put this i got win the ending we gotta put this on a better note okay if you want a happy ending uh Oh, I just got scared. I saw a tail in the corner and it's just my cat. <laughs> Sorry. If you want a happy ending, uh, you can listen to me and Andy talk about our stuff, what we got going on. Andy, what do you have coming up or going on? I'm going to be on uh, WGBH again a uh, week from Friday, I think. So November 2nd, I think. Uh, probably talking all about the uh, the uh, Apple event that will have happened on Tuesday, uh, talking uh, about stuff like that. Uh, and you can also check me out on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Anatko on each. And once again, I promise to have my website, anatko.com, fixed by the time you hear that. But maybe not because I've made that promise before and I've failed to follow through on it. Uh, on my note, I actually would like to point everyone to somegadgetguy.com. Um, my buddy Juan Bagnell actually interviewed me about my creative process, which was super fun. And it was really nice to just have that space with him to talk in a buddy-buddy fashion about being a person who works from home and writes for a living, but also writes for creativity. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, it was a very vulnerable podcast, but I thought it was great. So if you want to hear that, you can go to somegadgetguy.com or there's also a link at florenceion.com if you'd like to go there, which I am updating now, Andy. I'm updating now. I've decided to make time to blog. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. Somebody meowed. Did you hear that? That wasn't me. (laughs) Okay. And I, and I don't want to scare you on this the week before Halloween, but I was watching your cat in the background, and its lips didn't move, so it might be a ghost <laughs> cat flow. Uh, all right, in, 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 our, in our defense, in our defense, you realize the old adage that uh, the, the 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 person in town with the very worst haircut is always the best barber, because 
or sorry, the 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 if the 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 best barber in town's kids always have the worst haircuts because he's so busy he can't actually he doesn't have time to cut his own kid's hair for free. So again, we we are so busy writing stuff for other people for money that we don't have time to maintain our own blogs. So yes, that's that's my story at least. I don't can't speak for flow, but I'm sticking to that one. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to use it as writing practice, get my brain going in the morning. So we'll see how this works. We'll see. Exercises for the mind, they call it. Uh, That's it for this exercise for your mind. So until next week when we have more on Zagoogs.